Neil, I thought you'd already retired, man. Oh, I'll do this. This isn't work. You can't call this work doing a podcast. Ed Marlowe, Neil Bradley, we're in the WNBS studio. It feels like old for times. For those who inquired. For those who inquired, yeah. We're, we're in the WNBS studio. It's why it doesn't sound like we're at a kitchen table. It actually sounds like it's a professional setting. I feel weird. There's no cat running around my ankles here. Yeah, no. So. Well, we got another cat in the house. We do have. Lindy Suter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You you're not you're not wiggling around our ankles though. Right? That, that <laughs> no no good. no I'm 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 I'm, I'm over he, here by myself. Has he been on your show before? <laughs> I don't remember. So no no no. So he's not. Well, it was it was here. Okay, yep, at here. WNBS. Ah, so it's been a long time. We had already rebranded as okay. the For Those Who Inquired podcast, but I was previously employed gotcha. at a former okay. establishment, and you were full time at WNBS. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of things have changed. We're things have changed, but all for the better. And here we are. And no, that's the last time I've been on a podcast. Really? Back then, yeah. Well, I mean, you, Lindy, you rusty here. So rusty or not, <laughs> you, you have a ton of information and. Uh, uh, you obviously here or are here following a, a men's basketball season and a women's basketball season and all things racer athletics that has been extremely special. Before we get into any of the nitty-gritty, uh, what's it been like for you to be on the sidelines of this first year in the Missouri Valley? You know, oh, I thought it was great. <clears throat> I really did. <clears throat> I know that we didn't win the league or anything like that. But, you know, <clears throat> the, OVC, the OVC had gotten to where you had the Belmont game and maybe one other game that was a big game. That had the big game feel. In almost every sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and it seemed like this year during the Missouri, playing the Missouri Valley Conference schedule, it seemed like every game had that big game feel. That was the big difference that I felt. Brought a whole lot more value to the regular season to me as a fan. So, you know, <clears throat> have we been in the OVC? Would our record have been better? Obviously. Yeah, probably. But, you know, I, I, you can't tell me that with attendance would have been kept, you know, would have kept climbing. I think we'd have been going in the other direction. The one thing that I will say, and I, I just want to be totally fair to the entire situation, you know, I think, you know, I think Steve and his staff and what they were able to do. Oh, yeah. I, I thought the team really, you know, I said at the very beginning, I think if you go back and listen to Neil and I talk about it, I thought 18 wins was a fair line. I know the women, uh, and Rochelle has talked about this ad nauseum and would be the first to say, that the women were probably more prepared to win an Ohio Valley Conference. Oh, yeah. Because once they got to the Valley, they realized, and, and Macy Turley talked about it, game in and game out, not trying to lay excuses, but she was a 5'5 five, five point guard going up against 5'9", five, 5'10", five, 5'11", and that was across the board around the perimeter. And then, of course, you had Caitlin Young doing those things. And so we'll get to some, some women's news. There's been a ton of news, really, in the last 17 or 18 days for about, for a lot of Murray State athletics but but the main reason that we wanted to get lindy involved uh, among the many things is just the amount of change lindy that's going on uh with nil and the collective and i know you have some very strong well-thought opinions um about where this is headed but maybe if you can give us a crash course on what murray state fans can expect moving forward when it comes to the college basketball scene as far as nil is concerned <clears throat> well, it's made a major impact, and I think the impact, you're starting to see it this year. And really, thank goodness, it really wasn't in play that much last year when we had to overhaul our team. Sure. If, it ha- if we'd had to do the same thing this year, it would have been much more difficult than it was last year because, because of the NIL. <clears throat> but when you bring the NIL and the transfer portal in together at the same time, I think that's what's kind of driven so much change that's going on right now. And I think every program that – and, in fact, there was good news. I think the athletic department put out today 
Did you see that? Yes, I did. About the agreement mm-hmm. where you know the kids are going to be able to have the apparel that they'll be able to sell. Yeah, because there's different. There's actually about three different avenues <clears throat> a kid can make money through the NIL, and uh, one of them is of course through the community collective, which is organized. And uh, we have one that we have set up. Everything, we'll, you'll probably be seeing more news in the next 10 days. It's called the Blue and Gold Standard. And uh, it'll, okay. it'll be a way that we'll be able to compensate our players for doing things. Now, it won't be based on how you play. I mean, there would actually be a contract where you do certain things to get paid for. But no, You uh, actually have to work. Yes. Yeah, and use you have your to name do something. Yeah, you either have to go out, make appearances. So there's that aspect of it. There's the aspect of a of a local business hiring one of the players to be their spokesman. So a player can also make money that way, and then of course off of their apparel sales. Sure. So and there's three ways. And the apparel sales, uh, uh, Neil and I talked about pre-show, but the apparel sales. I do believe that that news did just come out this yes. morning, and it's uh, from Bra- uh, Brander. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. And so it ends up being this situation where apparel can be a thing. Like, I mean, that's not that's not just like a recent movement. Like, players have always wanted to be able to sell their own. You know their own name, image, which, and likeness, which is kind of what I thought the NIL was going to be too. all about. Didn't and you? I like this is a great idea. Yeah, yeah, I thought that's good. You know, you can sell their jerseys yeah. up here at the bookstore. The guys can make a little bit of money off of it. But then when you got into the other aspect of it, which is the collectives, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we're Youngstown State, and there's a story out you can read it online. Yeah, sure. Where Youngstown State, I think, has the number one collective in in, in mid major right now and that makes a difference i I think their collective is up around five hundred thousand that they have to 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 spread out amongst their basketball team and that's a lot of money and if you notice they grabbed a player from us sure absolutely dj burns dj burns and they grabbed a center from northern kentucky so they kind of went out and got their front line now that does not now i want to make it clear when somebody says so-and-so got so um, this amount of money to go there well that may be true and may not be true because the player has to do their part. Has to meet their benchmarks. Yeah, they have, which is grades, you know, staying drug-free. There's there's lots of things that are tied into it. You cannot sure. reward them on their play. Yeah. They right. can't. Now, can our collective have online for our fan base to say, okay, I'm going to give $5 for every three-pointer we make tonight? There's a good possibility you'll go on the blue and standard line and – Say, okay, I'm going to donate $5 tonight for every three-point shot. Okay. There will be different ways of bringing in money besides just <clears throat> raising the money. Something Neil and I have actually discussed in the past and, and, and something that I find extremely interesting is you just can't get on social media, and, I, and I'm not going to speak for any coaches entirely. I know that you can have private conversations, but a guy like Steve Prohm or a coach like Rochelle Turner – or even Kara or Skirka or whatever, whoever gets involved with NIL and different sports, you can't just send a tweet out that says, all right, you're going to get paid $15,000 a year here, $20,000 a year. You cannot legally, no program. I know that it's easy to put out social media that showcases your NIL, and that's where you certainly want to try and play catch-up as you get involved in those types of situations. But... Like, Neil and I, you're exactly right. We could absolutely, you and I could say, hey, listen, we'll give you $1,000 to come to Murray State. That's legal now. But your coaching staffs and your university officials cannot come out and say in their branding materials, here's our contract. 
you have to have those official visits. You have to have the official language available, and then you can have those private conversations. Now, of course, later on, you can have a player come out and say, like what Hunter Dickinson did uh, coming out of Michigan, he can say, well, Michigan wasn't paying me this much, but Kansas is. The player can do it, which gives them a ton of bargaining power. And again, I'm pro-bargaining power, but Lindy, this is, a qu- this is the next question for you. What is that next step for Murray State? How does a Murray State gain bargaining power as this starts to change moving forward? Well, we've got to we've got to we've got to hang with them. We got to do exactly what they're doing. I mean, we're going to have to raise the money, and we're going to have to, uh, to at least our level to the Missouri Valley Conference level if we want to be competitive. Right now, my guess is from what I've been reading online, and I've been keeping a close eye on it. It's probably going to be in the neighborhood of three hundred to four hundred thousand dollar a year. And that's that's a question. I mean, we've got eight players that will be available for the transfer portal next year. Right. Okay? Eight. It's a lot. If, if certain players do what we need them to do in order to be as good as we want them to be, then... Somebody will call. Somebody's going to call. Agents. Sure. Because they're running around getting a little bit of cut of the pie, 20% of the cut of the pie right now. So right. There's, there's there's just a lot of stuff going on. It, it's really changed. I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to say that our tradition doesn't matter because it really does. The yeah. banners and all that may not mean as much as it used to from this point on. Well, and something but, that I was – But, you know, this thing is and, – and there'll be more said about, the, about our local, you know, our local NIL. But uh, this is more than just us winning basketball games. You've got to win in other ways. It's our community. It's an economic impact to our community that we keep a winning. Not just Murray. It's Western Kentucky. This is not just a Murray thing. The you know the the collective will be a Murray State. If you're an alumni, yeah, or you're a supporter, alumni, or a supporter of the program, yeah, you want to keep the program up to the level that it needs to be kept. Then. Yeah. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I still believe that eventually, and it's not on the horizon at the moment, but being discussed, there will be federal regulations on the NIL. Because everyone has to know what they can and what they can't do. Right now, it's kind of a crapshoot out there. It it really is. You don't really know exactly uh, what you really need to do, but we need to know. Mm -hmm. And uh, somewhere down the road, that'll happen. Uh, now, trust me, the government doesn't always solve problems. Who knows? <laughs> it, they might make it worse, but there does need to be some guidance across the board for all the schools. Uh, okay, and just imagine, there's already pressure on coaches to win. Yes, there are. Okay. There, there is. Okay, wait to the owners now of your team. Yeah. Yeah. No, I – I mean, you I'm know glad, what I'm, I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, and I kind of dread that for some of the kids. Because That's, the kids might end up getting paid, and the expectations on that kid, and all of a sudden he's not performing, and you know, just. And I didn't even think about that, but if you think about it from a public collective standpoint, you're buying stock. <laughs> yeah, you really are. I just now. If you I mean, bought that, stock. You know how that turns out sometimes. Yeah, your stock can go high yeah. or your stock can go low, yeah. and if someone buys stock in you, you don't want to disappoint, mm-hmm. and. Also, furthermore, uh, as we've noticed just in the market this last year, uh, big men and big women uh, are highly sought after uh, in the you – know, look at what Haley Van Lith just did going to LSU, just to take it to the women's perspective. When you, when you are a big man or a big woman who's getting ready to take that next step, you're worth a lot. Mm-hmm. 
You know? Well, my biggest surprise of the whole year in the transfer portal is how many of the Missouri Valley Conference players left. Oh, yeah. The, first, the I mean, elite. I told Steve, I said, you know, the days of the returning first team all conference guy may be a thing of the past. It's possible. I mean, you know, unless your dad's the coach. Well, and then, <laughs> good, I mean, you know, good point. Good point on DeVries. Because yeah. all, all, automatically, if you look at, if you can believe the figures that you see on the internet, if those a first team all conference big man's probably going to get 150 grand minimum somewhere else, somewhere else. And and I think the racers got better in the league by subtraction from the other schools. Yes, I really yes, do. Yes, I do too. Neil. We've moved up some simply because of the players who are lost off those teams. I agree with you. SIU, totally. Bradley, and so on. And I'm, and that brings the NIL, not just how it's going to affect Murray State. It's, it's not going to affect the low majors. They may lose a star somewhere along the line. You know, somebody may leave, and we may pick up a guy, you know. To, somebody gets to take that next know, leap. get a little, little step. It's not going to be NIL that's going to drive them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless they're just really something else. And the Power Five, it's just allowing them to do what they've been doing on the side before it all became legal. Now right. they can do it legally. And we're the farm team. And, yeah, and we're the farm team. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, and maybe those mid-majors are the farm. You know, we're the ones that's in the that zone. So one open-ended question I'm asking this of Neil and, and of Lindy, who have watched far more college basketball than I have. Uh, called it, seen it, lived it, breathed it, bled it, sweated it, all that above, every verb you can possibly think of. Does coaching relationship matter at this point? Like, where does it – like, like anytime I play, like, a sports video game and I see, like, money, location, temperature, like, weather, relationship, there are still players, even in video games, who believe relationships with their coaching staffs matter. Does a coaching relationship have value at this point in the game either one of you to I'm get just, to I'm get you here yes to keep you here not as much depending on how much money they can make honestly yeah. if they're making uh five hundred dollars at one spot and they can get eight or nine thousand somewhere else five or six yeah you know there, there was go. a lot of talk and i haven't been on a podcast to express my opinion when all the guys left and went to lsu sure. and, and all that kind of stuff right there yeah but nobody in their right mind could blame a kj williams Oh, no, no, no. I mean, he went down there. I'm sure he got a pretty good NIL deal. He's got, you know, he's got family. I mean, you know, that's I, I, I totally support, you know. And, in fact, my opinion on all that, kids go where they feel most comfortable. Yeah. I'm always on the kids' side on that. What's never, best for them. What's best for them. I am, too, but we've discussed this, too. So if we want to go over it again, I'm okay with KJ going. He'd paid his price. The other guys, I'm okay with them going somewhere, just not LSU. Yeah, I don't think it was a. Yeah. That's that's my issue there because it it's something that had never been done, and even if it's well, it's what we do now. Well, well, it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, and I think it probably would have been done several times before. Yeah. Sure. Under the current. So that's portal, why. Yeah. Por, under the current portal nil combination. That's true. You know. That's fair. We would have probably lost Marcus Brown, but the thing is, you know, you got to have that the relationships can still matter. I mean, they they still can matter, but I, I'm with Neil on that. Well, and I think that that's an excellent segue here. And, and again, I want to continue to touch on some of these things because mm-hmm. this is a, definitely a, a major evolving chain. But one relationship, two relationships, three. Actually, you know what? Actually, now that I'm looking down my list of, of uh, individuals that have joined Murray State men's basketball in the last two weeks, 
I'm looking at relationships, if I'm not mistaken. Rob Perry announces today, leading scorer, that he has uh, pulled himself from consideration of any NBA Good. aspiration. He is wanting to return. That seems like a relationship to me. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Alden Applewhite, who uh, originally had interest from Iowa State when Steve was coached there. Originally signed with with uh, Mississippi State, then went to Portland, got a cup of coffee at Mississippi State, played two games, no minutes. Then was a, a key reserve for Portland, six seven two ten, really kind of a stretch forward. He's coming to Murray State, and then Fletcher Boatwright, which needs little introduction here. He was four years old when Darren was uh, in the athletic department, mm-hmm. and now is a six foot five small forward walk on. And and then of course th- these are all the things that have happened in the last fourteen days. The fourth person, EIU transfer Nick Ellington, is kind of the big man that Murray State was looking for to kind of help with, you know, with Malik Ab- Abdelgawad, and then you know the, hopefully the development of Sam Murray. So I'm looking at three relationships, maybe even a fourth relationship. I'm not sure where Nick Ellington's tied to some of the staff, other than hey, this is a low close close by. But you, I, oh, look, I think relations, in, yeah, I think Lady. relationships are going to play a big part in the portal. And that's why you recruit the kids you're recruiting right now that you may not get. Because you may not get them this year, but you get them in the portal two years down the road or yeah. another year. So T.J. Sapp was like that. Yeah, T.J. Sapp. And, uh, you know, and, and the NIL again, you know, playing time's a big thing, too. You'll lose kids just because they won't play. I think we lost a couple that I would just – we didn't lose them because of NIL. We lost them because of playing time. Well, and that I want to bring that up really okay. quick too. And and we'll and we'll we I want to I'd love to hear Neil's thoughts on some of this as well. Uh, Braxton Stacker has announced he's going to SEMO. That keeps him kind of close by to his family and, and gets him in the Ohio Valley Conference for some playing time. Uh, Kenny White uh, to UT Martin keeps him close to family and of course puts them in. You know they 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 kind of had a good season last year. That keeps him close to family in Madisonville and probably gives him playing time. And then uh, Jackson Edwards, and I know that that's Valparaiso, and I know that that not only gets him closer to his family as well in Indiana, but also puts him still in the Missouri Valley and somebody that Murray State will see twice a year now moving forward. I, uh, Neil and uh, Lindy, thoughts on this uh, as we see, you know, Murray State men's basketball's roster has filled, but now you have three that have gone on to that playing time, Lindy, that you were talking about. Uh, no shock on any of those, as, as I've discussed many times, and this is a tough spot, not just for Steve, but basically any coach. If you have freshmen on your roster and they don't play, they're probably going to transfer. Uh, and all but what one of ours did? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, they kept. Well, like Justin, and Justin Morgan and yeah. Sam Murray. Yeah. Which played. Yeah, that, and Justin and played. played. So, yeah. But, I mean, and, in terms and, of the one that and didn't. Sam did late. And yeah. Sam played some, but the, the two kids that didn't play much. Uh, they bolted, but uh, you know you're in the. Do I play them if they're not ready, or what? So uh, and, and, and a lot of time, it. and a lot of times it could be the kid too. It could I be. mean, he he looks at it and he 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 examines the situation. He says, "Well, you know, I didn't beat out Rob Perry last year, and I didn't beat out Jacoby Wood last year, and I didn't beat out Brian Moore last year, and, and I they're didn't coming beat back. Out Quincy Anderson See, last that's, year. That's what I'm thinking. Can I beat them out again? Can I beat them out this year? Yeah, you know, I think one of them had a chance. You know, yeah. I, I think Stacker I, had a chance, and I think that's a fair point, and, Lindy. Uh, and that's why, you know, yeah, so. Well, I mean, you take a look at a depth chart situation, and you realize Brian Moore, Neil, and I talked a lot about this, and I and I love talking about it because I thought he had such a superb year, but Brian kind of struggled early with that limited role. Got played really well in what was a really really bad. 
Middle Tennessee State game. And then after that, you know, it was an unfortunate situation with Kenny, but Brian was ready to step into a larger, more emphatic role and then became a game changer for the team, I thought. Just uh, he had an extra gear that helped the team move in a different direction. And then I personally enjoyed the the combo guard, point guard scenario <clears throat> that they were running with Wood and Moore. And now you're right. You have Anderson, Moore, Wood, and now Perry back. That's and then you still got scorers. Morgan and Rice coming in. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I and, really feel good about our backcourt coming back. I really do. Well, and that's I and, think we should have the best backcourt in the league coming back next year. And I, I I don't necessarily think that's an unfair statement. I'd say last year's best backcourt was Drake. Yep. And Drake lost theirs to yeah. to graduation. I still got that tough little nut that was a freshman, boy. Yeah. Do you like him, Neil? I do. Oh, boy, yeah. I do too. And that's and that's the thing though. Like <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking at this 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 amount of change and let let's just I do want to talk very quickly just about Apple White because there seems to be a lot of question on whether or not there's gonna be an application for his you know, for his second transfer, which of course I keep hearing, Neil, that the NCAA is is going to crack down on second transfers. And I don't want to call it a crackdown, but there's going to be more mitigation of that second transfer. You're not going to get as many waivers moving forward. You're going to run out of free passes is, kind of, is what I'm getting at. I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah, I agree. And here's the other thing that I'm curious about, too. I'm not necessarily saying that Steve has to apply for this, but with Apple White, the one thing that they can say is Apple White moved closer to home. He moved closer to Memphis. He's from the Memphis area. Uh, Portland quite a few miles away from, from from Memphis, despite the fact he had a great season last year for Portland. They were kind of a fun team to watch. Lindy, you may have some more indication here, but I, I mean, they, they obviously can go two directions. I mean, they could they could say, hey, it's a red shirt, we're going to develop you, or B, we're going we're gonna to see if maybe maybe the NCAA has a waiver for you. I, I would think it's probably going to end up doing what the kid wants to do. Yeah. I think probably what it basically comes down to. I would say they probably, because I'm hearing the same stuff you're hearing, uh, but he d- is coming back closer to home. I don't know the situation with his family, you know, but uh, I guess there is that possibility. I wouldn't mind having him this year. I'd like to have him available. He'd help. I mean, he's got experience playing. He could play the three four. So, but uh, if not, he'll he'll come in handy that next year too. So, well, and sure, and I think that's absolutely because you're seeing the offers start to go out for the class of 2024, but. Murray State doesn't have any commits for 2024 yet, so that's kind of a yeah. The visits will probably start happening. I will say in the next couple of weeks, we'll probably be having a visit visitor coming in. Well, so I know they'll be hitting because of that freshman class. You've got to hit it early, sure. And those waivers until the NCAA asks for proof for a mental health waiver, it's just basically been automatic. Yeah, mental health. Okay. There you go. Check it. Check it. Because they don't. Because they don't want to necessarily dive into the psychology of it. Exactly. And 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 I'll be honest. I don't necessarily know if there's a place for the NCAA to dive in on it. I I don't know either. I I I will say. But they got to stop this. It's free. As I told you, the free pass. Imagine if sports teams did this at the end of the NBA playoffs. One hundred percent free agency to anybody that wants to go. Because that's kind of what you have right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine if you tried to run a team like that, or run a run a you know a pro team like that. You can't do it. No salary cap. Yeah, just 
Just well, go get me the players to get on my roster. I want to go ahead and ask this question really quick, too. And, Lindy, you you precluded to it prior to the podcast. You said, what were, There were two things you specifically said that were really driving NIL right now, and I'd love to hear your take on that. What? Because one of the things I feel like is kind of coming in right now with salary cap, what do you think are the two biggest things driving NIL Coaching right now? Coaching changes. Coaching changes, number one, I think. Mm-hmm. Fired or because hired. Because with, with, with a portal available. Like I said, it's the combo. Everybody blames the portal. Everybody blames it. It's both at the same time is, is, is the killer. And uh, when a coach leaves now, it's like I told the guys last year when Matt left. I said, it's not going to be the same. They said, what do you mean? You don't just lose your coach nowadays. You lose your team. Yeah. Everybody goes. So then you're starting all over again so that's driving in out coaching changes and that makes a player more valuable say a player that's an average player somewhere i'm not saying average 12 points four or five rebounds a game solid solid coaching change georgia tech gotta have a whole new team that guy's more valuable to georgia tech than he is murray state so they can pump more money to him they can get more money because they need players. Well, and because they've just cleared their salary cap. And, yes. So, the, you know, that's... They're collective. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Plus, exactly. on, to me, on the NIL, a thing that, if it stays the way it is, that somehow needs to happen is that you can go multi-year contract on this. Hey, I'll put my name down. I get NIL money for three years, right? You're committed to staying at Murray State for three years. Can't I'm, transfer the next year. I'm waiting for that to happen. That's interesting. Um, it's brought up in our NL about meeting by Adam Sieber, actually, you know. has played a big part. In but wouldn't, well, wouldn't that necessarily – and, 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 and again, put I'll, something in there that, like, hey, if this happens, I get to go or yeah. something like that. Yeah. No, the coaching I, change, the next I mean, they're basically I get buying the rights to the player. That's <laughs> kind of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, then exactly. if somebody else wants them, you want this player, then you're not you're going to pay us for it. Well, yeah. you already got the rights to coaches. <laughs> I mean, that's all crazy it, stuff. It, it is. As so crazy as it sounds, it's exactly how you got a scoreboard. No disrespect to Steve. Steve did the right thing going to Iowa State, but you got a brand new scoreboard in the CFSB Center yeah. because he got bought out by Iowa State. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. What's the difference between buying out a coach versus buying out a player? Yeah. And I'm for the players getting money. I'm good with that. But I know we're getting deep in the weeds, but these are fair questions. That's right. And that's why I wanted to ask them here. Um, to smarter, much more mature, mature adults than yeah. me. Uh, it's very worrisome to me, actually. It really is. I mean, But know. at some point... But it is why you're getting the ducks in the row. Well, that's why we have done it. I mean, there's been a lot of work going home behind the scenes, and, you know, it's. Uh, I, I just hope that, you know... But at some it's point, the right thing. Yeah. we need to have a player on and get their perspective. Because there may be stuff we're not thinking about in this. Oh, and yeah? I, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. we, I've heard from coaches. I've heard from us. What about them? Just to, hey, here's the mic, say what you want to. Or maybe a guy that's just graduated. Then they can say it without, hey, coach isn't going to play me now. Well, (laughs) if you're done, it's okay. They'll play you. Well, I tell you, the players could really, with this kind of deal in some of these places, they could come just as powerful as the coaches, too. Yeah, you're right. One of the things that I want to ask really quick, and then we'll move on to some other things as well, uh, Murray State related, but one of the things that I wanted to ask you take a look at this situation, and as an athletic director, this isn't just you know Yanko. This is all athletic directors across the country. Do you now hesitate on firing a coach or hiring a coach because of what NIL brings with it? Like if you sit here, you you just said it yourself. Coaching changes are the one of the biggest drivers at this moment. The last couple of years. Well, if you're firing, do one, you think 
If you're firing one, you probably need a new team anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're right. Where it really hurts you is you're losing the, one that's successful. The one out of the, the 12 or the two out of the 12. to go to the higher level, yeah. And at Murray State for basketball, that's, that's ha- our problem. That's our problem. <laughs> that's right. Which is a good problem to have. Yeah, I'm all right with that. I, I I'd rather have that problem. Like dang right. Yeah. I'll take Matt leaving after winning 31 games. That's just but, fine. But you yeah. mentioned AD. And I want to say this because I haven't been on any podcast to discuss my opinion on the job that Nico's doing. Yeah, I no, that's I don't absolutely. think there is a better guy for the job at the time. Yeah, Coming into this league, he's special. He is. I have been in this. I've been in this behind the scenes. I've met people going all the way back to years, years, and years. Assistant coaches, associate athletic directors, athletic directors, and there are just certain people. And Neil, mm-hmm. say the thing, they're just different. Yeah. He's different. He's different. And he is what I mean, the the crazy I mean, he's younger than me. And I don't mean I don't mean that to be inappropriate. Like I'm thirty seven and I mean he's young and hip to the game and yes. has certainly been involved in high profile, high activity um <clears throat> at the athletic director level, uh both at the right at the front door of athletic director and now as Murray State's athletic director. And if you think about it from a I don't I, I want to call it a youth movement because these are new, let's not call them liberal times, but these are progressive times in college athletics. It's worse. And a pro- <laughs> Where do you come up with all that? Like, I'm just Neil? saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm saying. I went from liberal to progressive to I, just, I, just, I don't want to go with the next one. <laughs> I'm not trying to be political, but I am saying that these are definitely new, uncharted territory. It is uncharted waters. There, you there go. it is. There is that. Not using liberal or progressive. I'm using uncharted waters. Okay. That was quality, by the way. Uncharted waters in college athletics, and you need someone who is a little bit more hip to the times, who can handle the ebb and the flow that's coming with NIL that's changing daily. Mm-hmm. I mean, daily. I mean, it. obviously two years ago, LSU came out and said, well, we're going to be the kings of NIL. Okay, that's fine. That's great. Congratulations to you. But other people are going to try and start modeling what you're doing, and they're going to try and figure out how to best fit their needs within their budget. And you need an athletic director and a staff wrapped around that that understand, hey, we need to go get branding materials mm-hmm. for, our, for our players. Not basketball, football, tiddlywinks. I don't care what sport. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to brand yourself moving on from all of that. You've got to have somebody that can do that, and, and Nico seems to be the guy. Well, I mean, he looks me in the eyes, and he played college football quarterback, so he's special. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, I mean, honest to goodness. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he was out here, and I remember him well when he, when, yeah. the, when he played. And, and I think that aspect has been really been a plus, too. I think he really does love the university, and I think he's – you know, he's bought into it. I really like everything he's done. I've had several conversations with him. Uh, he is, uh, like I said, he's a special guy, and uh, I think he's going to do special things. And there's plenty of time to do that. I yeah. mean, this is just the first I mean, 18 you know, He's got his plans together, and he goes out, and he executes his plan. He has a designated place. If you're going to give money, you know, you pretty much know where it's going where it's headed and he has been able to increase the budgets of almost every program i would think i know he's made a big increase to the men's basketball i think we're going to be able to add a coach Mm -hmm. i think there's maybe some more money coming to some of the assistants that are already here and you know so 
That is uh, an excellent segue. Um, we'll get to some other de- uh, later on in this podcast. I do want to have a quick discussion about you know maybe the the next step for Cameron Payne and the next step for John Morant, two former Murray State men's basketball players. But I want to you talk about that that jump in 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 pay and and wrapping around your programs. Murray State women's basketball in the last 14 days has seen an immense amount of change. You have Wyatt Faust, who's returning to Murray for the third time. Perhaps third time is the charm. I've seen that headline in a couple of places. Uh, he replaces Sarah Jones. You have, I believe her name is uh, Adeline Kelling, 6'1", Jefferson City. She was originally committed to Missouri State women's basketball. They've had a coaching change, and so Adeline's now headed here. And again, that's 6'1", size, class of 2024. Another out of the class of 2024 uh and and Adeline by the way was offered by Murray State on August 12th 2022 so that's a year-long you know almost nine-month relationship that they've kind of worked on her and seeing if she's going to come here and turns out she's going to then you have Braxton Baker who is a 5'11 combo (laughs) guard class of 2024 she's out of Lowell High School in Michigan several Michigan schools central and and I believe eastern Michigan both were kind of on our western Michigan were on her she averaged 20 points per game last year as a 511 combo guard it's two two things to tell me right there 61 and 511 that's terrific size for the women's basketball program moving forward and then of course speaking of size Purdue's Ava Learn is headed this way she did not play a ton for Purdue last year, but she had the size to belong in Purdue. She scored four points against the Racers uh, in Purdue's big-time win. So I'm, I'm, I see size, 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 and accountable coaching in Wyatt Faust. And I'm just, I'm just curious. I do believe Rochelle, somebody smarter than me may know this, I do believe Rochelle has one scholarship left. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, if I'm counting my math right, I could be totally wrong on my marbles, but I'm almost certain there's one kind of floating scholarship there. But now that Wyatt has returned, you've gotten size, size, and size with Learn able to help next year. She, she's here now and ready to play. I, I, Neil, maybe what are your thoughts? And, and Lindy, what are your thoughts um, well, on what the next step is there? Well, they needed more size. Uh, you know, Caitlin was, is fantastic. She's one of the favorite players that I've ever had the pleasure of watching at Murray State. However, across the board, many teams have someone similar to Caitlin Young. Not maybe as polished offensively, but size inside, players that can really force the racers to try to score from outside, and that was an issue. They needed more size, so Caitlin isn't the only big on the inside and I think uh, the Rochelle tried to address that, tried to get bigger at the guard position. She's got players that can score, players that can defend, and depth in size. Uh, and I think that's just a reaction to once she got in the <laughs> Missouri Valley, went, okay, I don't think we're ready to win this. And, you know, she's right. They weren't. But they improved as the season went on. I liked how they finished the season. They got damn close there. They did. Still Illinois State. I liked what they did very late after a, a, just a kind of a stinker of a stretch. And uh, I think they're going to be ready to compete this next season. Learn averaged three points, two rebounds, about half an assist. She did play in 30 games for Purdue last year. Again, 6-1. She's considered a hybrid guard forward. 56% field goal percentage. 87% from the free throw line. Again, limited action, but did appear in 30 games. uh, And comes in, I believe, with two years of of, Mm -hmm. of eligibility left. Uh, She was a sophomore last year. Her and Caitlin inside, I mean, that's uh, that's scoring. Uh, Caitlin has still handled the bulk of it, but... uh, Tremendous free throw shooting uh, combined right around 90%. Lindy, I know you saw several women's games last year. Um, I, I mean, what are your thoughts? How does NIL at, at this point, because we know that basketball 
is kind of the focus of NIL. You can get other sports involved, but basketball tends to be the tight focus. You know, where does Murray State women's basketball go from here? Oh, well, right now I don't think it's as factor just kind of like the football, the FCS football. It's right. Not, it's not as big a factor. But uh, I will have to say this, too, about the incoming players. I know those are the girls that have been coming in lately, but I thought it was pretty cool that we had Miss Basketball. Yeah. And we had two two girls on the – Two candidates two, and one two, winner. Two, two, mm-hmm. And two on the Kentucky All-Star team, I think. So yes. that's that's pretty good stuff right there. Yeah, with Destiny Thomas, I mean, I know obviously as as, as uh, Rod's little sister, you know, that's, that's certainly going to be a beloved thing. But you want to talk about size. I've, I've watched Destiny since she was an eighth grader. And she had size then and she's got size now. And she can score at all three levels. Now, how much can she do that at the Division One level? I'm not sure. I can tell you this. The main thing that I fully expect out of Destiny Thomas is work ethic. I, yes. just not just from the family she bounced back from an ACL yeah. to do what she's doing right now and and to have led them helped led, led them which by the way that was obviously a great really McCracken County team the, exactly with you know with Caroline Civils yeah, and, yeah. and Mickey Buckannon and, yeah. and Claire, Johnson, Claire Johnson who has a, who has a Murray State offer and she's, I know they're she's tough she's tough she's really tough and you want to talk about size she's grown a lot she's I went she's, to the McCracken game over there Scott says come over I want you to watch watch us play so i went to a game watched her play she put on one of the best performances i've ever seen by a girl was it against henderson Johnson. were you yes. at the henderson county game yes that's right it was like 37 points 13 assists and i she mean unbelievable tri- triple double as it what she has is, is she has that left hand you're lucky you saw a, a high school girl's triple double doesn't happen often <laughs> she she and she does a lot with her left hand that's what makes her so dangerous what well, john morant what's made him dangerous mm-hmm. you know, from the very get-go was his left hand yeah no, you're exactly right. And, and I mean, that's – that's. Whew. I know she has an offer from Murray State. Claire does. I know she's going to certainly have some D1 opportunity. Just going to have to depend on where she wants to go. Yeah. She's an upcoming senior, so where she stands is – it's going to be up to her. So I know I, that they have the junior-senior all-star where they play one another. I don't yeah, know if they, she's on that team. She's yeah. on that team. She'll, she'll go against Destiny. Yeah. And uh, the girl from Rowan County, too. That'd be interesting. Uh, Haven Ford. And that's one where I predict the juniors to beat the seniors. Haven Ford, to me, I know everybody has kind of commented on her size as 5'6". I don't care. Yeah. You know, Briley Pena was 5'5", and look what Briley Pena started doing next year, or at the end of last year, once she was inserted in the starting lineup. I get you'd love for Briley, and you'd love for Haven to be 5'8", 5'9", but... If they can give you the roundabout stats that they're used to giving you at the high school level, even at a third moving forward, I, I think that that's an absolute win for Murray State women's basketball. So, By the way, the Johnson girl is on the junior team, so okay. that's that's the reason that's not going to go well for the seniors, I'm afraid. <laughs> She's good, Jeez. man. I really like her. Man. <laughs> no, that's why, that's why I brought it up. I, in fact, I uh, I told I said, "Where's her mom and dad?" I said, "That's <laughs> yeah. the best." I, I told him that's the best performance I've ever seen. And at at the um, at the uh, Zakiah Johnson from Sacred Heart, she yep. was the one that had the uh, she had a decent state tournament, but saved the best for McCracken County. Oh my gosh, she was making shots, rebounding. Uh, that she's got more than thirty Division One offers, and, and it'll it'll increase to even more this season. Hey, girls' basketball is getting better. Yeah. It is getting more well, entertaining. Good. People are starting to really catch on watch it too. just the, you're not wrong about that i mean you I mean, take I, a look I, I it wasn't it. even just mccracken this year even though they had a big draw in western kentucky so did henderson but excuse me you take a look at you you do take a look at the product and you say 
Well, how did man? Well, how did this level? It's getting a lot better. It is. It's getting a lot better, and 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 Rochelle got a lot better, you know. And and, and like I said, the, you take a look at and you're talking about competitors. <laughs> you and, think the guys compete? And Lindy and I, we were in high school at the same time. You remember when they brought girls basketball yeah. back? I went to see the first girls game at South Marshall, <laughs> and I, you know, I'm a six, 16, 17 year old kid, and you're like. This is embarrassing. <laughs> this should never happen. Whoever thought this was a good idea was wrong. Well, you didn't realize no one had ever worked with them before. No. They didn't know how to dribble. They didn't know how to shoot. They didn't know anything. And then they hired this guy at Marshall County a few years later, Howard Bezos. Why don't we get a little league going? Like, what? Ah. Suddenly, they're thumping the heck out of everybody. Uh-huh. Once they learn how to dribble and learn how to shoot, it's fun. And then they, not only that, they also produced some of the best women's basketball players. Howard did. <laughs> Gosh. Including our coach. And then, and then made coaches. I mean, that's exactly what happened. He yeah. made players, and those players then became coaches. Yeah. Howard Beth did that. And, and, and then Aaron Beth did the same thing. Yeah. So absolutely uh, fascinating stuff. I do want to go ahead and pivot. Uh, and I don't want to keep our listeners too terribly long, but while we have Lindy here, I do want to have a, a, a quick discussion just about you know, you take a look. There are three individuals, four individuals right now, uh, in Popeye Jones, John Morant, Cameron Payne, and Isaiah Cannon that are all enjoying some professional opportunities right now. Uh, Lindy, what what have you heard out of Isaiah, and how is that going with the Euro Cup? Oh, going really good. In fact, their team actually ended up with the best record. Uh, they're now in the Final Four, so they're just I think one game away maybe to get into the championship game. But if you hadn't watched any of that basketball over there, it's high level stuff. He plays for Olymp- and, and Olympia you, Coast. Yes, and you're talking about fan involvement. My oh, goodness gracious! It's the Super Bowl. It's what <laughs> I mean, it looks there, like. It's every wild. Game's, it's wild. Every yeah. game's the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's pretty wild. But he's had a good year. He struggled with his three point shooting, but uh, in one of the games here recently, he had like six. So he is starting for him. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's got a chance to, to win a championship, and that's a, not an easy championship to win. Well, Euro Cup is, is one what, of the more valued championships in all of world basketball. I mean, it's not the NBA championship. Better be next. It's, it's close. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it reminds me of, like, Grey Cup. There's, like, Super Bowl, and then there's Grey Cup out of the CFL. Uh-huh. And when you win the Grey Cup, you are the elite of the elite. A lot of, a lot of times those CFL players are just good enough to be – consistent starters in the nfl but you know just like we just talked about with men's basketball they want more playing time they want more snaps more opportunity and a longer career and so they go to the cfl and go win a gray cup and that's absolutely what that is meanwhile denver has taken a one-game lead on the los angeles lakers i feel like and anybody can jump in here on this point i feel like popeye is getting close here i mean the lakers are going to adjust the, this Denver They're Nuggets, not going to beat them. I don't think so. That dude's too good. <laughs> you're talking about Nikola Jokic? Yeah, he's yeah. better yeah, than he's, I thought he was. He's pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. He's, I mean, oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I think Popeye's almost there, Ed. I think with the right break, he might get that head coaching position because he's moving on up and he's well-respected around the league. And I think that opportunity may come. I'm, I'm really hoping that it does. That nope. would really be cool. And, see, that's, that's kind of what's brought me to my next point. I'm not necessarily saying – like, Popeye's certainly not in major conversation right now as, as a head coach. But I do think – Look at the amount of coaching changes that have occurred in the NBA just in the last two weeks. I, Monty Williams being fired in Phoenix stunned me. I, I 
He's a two-time coach of the year. He'd been to the finals in 2021. He'd been there four years. I do know that Matt Ishbia was a new owner. I do understand that they swung for Kevin Durant at the deadline. I just I didn't understand Monty being let go despite losing to Denver. Like I didn't like despite um did I have that right? Yeah, the Lakers yeah, the Suns lost to Denver. That's what I don't understand. Like I you lost to the number one seed. I know you had Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, but and I, I know I, I'm probably I'm, I'm decently versed in the NBA world, but I just when's the I, last championship Kevin Durant won with Golden State? Yeah, it's and just that's one when of, he had the pretty good supporting cast. Pretty there. good supporting cast there, and now they're bounced too. Golden yeah. State out of there by the by the Lakers. I just for me, and that's why I want to bring this up. Cameron Payne kind of had a I don't want to call it a tough year. He battled some injuries late. He averaged the most points he's averaged over a stretch of a season, but I think he only played like 53 games. I actually have his stats right here. Um, But he finished with 31 in that final game in which Denver just blew them away. And I get that that was the second year in a row that Monty was the head coach and they were in a must-win situation and the Suns didn't show up at home. But guys got to make shots. It was the second year in a row CP3 was hurt. Cam was starting because CP3 couldn't play. And Cam put on the game of his life i mean the 31 points is a career high seven threes 12 of 16 from the field six rebounds two assists four turnovers but i mean you you played all 42 minutes i'd say that's a case of the owner putting more value in kevin durant than i put in him kevin durant is one of the kevin durant he didn't win it with kevin durant he put all his chips with kevin durant and so it's probably monty's probably the scapegoat there i don't know i was surprised that he got let go too I don't pay that close of attention to just maybe the Grizzlies, but yeah, well, close enough that <laughs> yeah, with Cam, and I hate that it. I don't. It'll be interesting to see how it affects Cam. I hope it doesn't affect Cam because Monty was a big fan of Cam, big advocate. I mean, yeah. Monty's the one that brought him into the bubble, and, so and that's you, when you, his you don't career know how that's going to affect things. Sure, and that's why I brought that up. You don't know how Cam mm-hmm. is because you're right. I mean, I that's why I wanted to bring that up. Cam's career was revived when mm-hmm. Monty called him and said, "Hey." Why don't you come back from China? Why don't you come back from the Texas Legends? Join us in the bubble. We need a backup point guard. And in the bubble, Cam won his his role, you know, and ended up getting this, you know, this this contract. That brings me to my last point about uh, uh, John Morant. Obviously, some some tough news here in the last. At this point, let's call it seventy two hours. It feels like a lifetime, but uh, unfortunate situation where. Um, no other way to put it. Um, made a bad decision. Uh, was in the 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 passenger side of a front seat in his best friend's ride. Um, um, I, I think the song by the Destiny's Child is "I Don't Want No Scrubs." Well, that's by TLC. Anyway, bad bad joke there. But uh, really unfortunate situation in which John Morant uh, is seen on Instagram Live, not his Instagram Live, but uh, uh, Instagram Live nonetheless. One that he has been told not to do. Uh, a couple of times by his employers of the Memphis Grizzlies and by Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA, uh, brandishing uh, a, a firearm. And um, while there is no uh, there is no illegal action that is committed in that regard when it comes to Tennessee gun law, I'm not going to recite those to you. Just go look them up. Um, it's a no-no. Neil, it's a no-no. Well, look, it looks bad on him and the league twirling a gun in a car, having a gun at a strip club. 
not gun ownership. That's fine. If you want to do some target practice, that's fine. Uh, also, a good idea, maybe if you do have a gun in a car and you are twirling it around, be sure no one's filming that because uh, otherwise no one would know this. He wouldn't be in trouble. Right. But uh, I know John previously released a statement. His new statement basically looks like that one, but at some point statements won't be good enough. I think this is going to be one of those times. I believe they'll hammer him with a lengthy suspension. I don't think it'll be for the year, but uh, it'll hurt him in his pocketbook for sure. Um, but this is something. He's a young kid. I love Ja. He's uh, he's you know he's made some some questionable decisions, and he knows that he has to do better moving forward. I still believe he will. I still believe we're going to see much more good and great from Ja, and uh, hopefully these things will be in the past. They have to be before something bad does happen uh, when you're messing around with uh, with a gun like he is, not going to a gun range and shooting it. I'm all for that. Don't have any issue with that. Uh, Charles Barkley actually literally just said, quote, you have to look in the mirror and say, you know what, maybe I'm the problem Yeah, on John Morant. And yeah, uh, I think that's very fair. I think that's a very fair take. The, uh, the only thing that I will say, um, I'm not necessarily... I'm not going to question his character. I, I just can't. I can't really bring myself to do that just yet. I Me mean, either. he's. I mean, he's 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 done a lot of philanthropy. I, I don't necessarily. I'm having a hard time associating image with character. Um, was it a bad decision? Was it an idiotic move? J.J. Reddick said that he didn't call John Moran an idiot. He said it was an idiotic decision. Um, he's been called worse in the past week. He's been called a lot worse <laughs> so in the past week. Yeah. Fr- from uh, former NBA players. I think the one thing that I will say, too, and I think that's the one thing that we're all kind of waiting on, Adam Silver's comments, again, there's no need to repeat those either. Uh, no need to pile on. Just wanted to definitely bring up from posterity standpoint, obviously as as a former Murray State beat writer and someone who pays attention to Jaws' career, you know, this is something that, you know, I'm I'm definitely paying attention to looking at league precedent. I know Adam Silver was his comment on ESPN when, uh, Tuesday night. I thought was extremely heartfelt, and you could tell that he was truly, genuinely disappointed. This wasn't a nonchalant, and I I have a point with this. It, this wasn't a nonchalant. Well, you know, John messed up. Like he was. I don't want to say he almost cried. Like that's that's not it. But Silver spent a lot of time with Morant in his office discussing the first incident. And I think as someone who truly cares about the league and its image, Silver's statement was extremely heartfelt. Like, I was surprised. I was shocked. I did not expect this to happen. And, I, you know, I'm we're going to have to have the investigation. And I'm, he said, I'm expecting the worst. Now, what that means is, by worst, he means the reality of it. Like, yeah. did it actually occur? Um I keep seeing these silly, silly, silly comments about how it's going to be a half a year or the full season. I just don't see that. I don't see that. I could see 20 games. Uh, I could see 25 games, and both of those will be a big hit to his pocketbook as well because in the new collective bargaining agreement, you have to be able to play 60-plus games if you're going to be eligible for all NBA and postseason awards. And the closer you get to that, the tougher it's going to be. But that's Ja. This is also going to affect his team. They won't sure. have him for 20 games or 25 or whatever that's going to be. Yeah. And they're going to have to go through life without him. Now, I don't know how it'll impact them. I, I'm not sure, but this is where he has to look in the mirror. He has to be a good teammate, and he isn't being a good teammate with these actions right now. He knows that. Again, I still yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't truly need to tell him believe that. 
He will get it straightened out. Hopefully this is the time and the wake-up call that he needs. Lindy, just a brief thought from you. I know that, you know, obviously you're close to the family, and, and we all have been close to the family at one point or another. Just, know, a, just a thought on it. Golly, I've battled that over and over and kept most of my thoughts to myself and probably will on this subject. That's fair. I mean, all I can say is is that I, uh, I'm 100% behind him. I think he is young. And I, I believe in Jai. I think he'll learn from this. I know people say, well, he said that last time, and, and he did. But, you know, 23-year-olds and 22-year-olds get themselves into circumstances that they regret. <clears throat> I woke up several Sunday mornings regretting what I did when I was Saturday night. I did the same thing. And I was glad that my buddy that was driving didn't have Instagram. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, okay. yeah. And and, and, that's, and so there's where I'm going, and and I think that he, I, it is serious. Like yes. Neil said, twirling the gun and stuff. That's not you know. Uh, but I'm not ready to go out. You know, throw him under the bus like some people already have. Right. I'm not going there. I think that there's probably been a whole lot worse done <laughs> than what Jai's done. I think Jai's getting the attention because he's Jai, obviously. He's a top 15 he's player top in the NBA. I understand why the NBA would be concerned about image. Yeah. And guns are everywhere. That's the number one pub, just like J.J. said. They're, you know, It's the number one thing that people like to talk about right now. It is. And, uh, you know, and I don't think any of it was real. I think a lot, it, it's real, but it's not real. Oh, I, I get exactly what you you're know, saying. You know, it's kind of a show. You know, yeah, just kind of, you know, how you partying up and you might have been drinking a little bit. And yeah. you just, all of a sudden, something happens and you, you go, oh, crap. You make a bad decision. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, but uh, he can't be too bad because the way he played, I mean, he plays at such a high level. So, you know, he, he, he can't be too off the rails. I think that's totally, and, uh, totally so a fair assessment. I'm, I'm just going to hang in there with him and I, I expect the best. Yeah. And, and we'll see. I mean, like I said, as we're discussing right now, it's seven eighteen p.m. May seventeenth. Just to give our listeners uh, just a concept of the time, we we who knows? The NBA has to make a decision at, at some point, and that decision has not come. Temperature is seventy eight. Oh, well, I didn't time and temp check. I thought that's what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> is it seventy eight? Oh man, yeah, it's a little warm. Oh wow. Hey, it's so a good golf day today. Absolutely breaking news. Travis Perry of Lyon County just received an offer from Florida. The, the state or the school? All of the above. Okay. But yes, the school. So every school in Florida. But no, yeah. Florida, as in the, okay. ga- the Gators yeah. of the SEC. So really interesting stuff there. I had heard, just very quickly, I'll say this. I had heard that Kermit Davis, of course, he was closely linked to him. And it's a lot of trepidation uh, uh, that, you know, that, that Travis was going to, you know, have to kind of surf the waters and see where he was going to go. And uh, kind of, you know, was hesitant to make a commitment right now for a lot of different reasons. You know, one, he wanted to focus on the the the, the record, King Kelly Coleman. Two, he, he kind of wanted to feel the the whole field out and see where all the offers were going to come from. And even now, he's still getting offers. And now it's looking like he's going to come back and enjoy his senior year and add on to his record. So we'll see where the offers take him moving forward. Lyon County point guard, stellar, stellar talent. Well, just a couple of other quick things that I wanted to mention, and then I'm going to leave an open mic, and then we're going to get on out of here. Racer softball, unfortunately, eliminated after a terrific game that just did not fall their way. Correct me if I'm wrong, Neil. Was it 18 
batters left on base. Yes. Is that right? 18 yes. is not a – and I say this – And it's now known as uh, up, up near Illinois, uh, racers left on base, Illinois. Because it's a small village. It's 18, yes. Uh, popular. I mean, it – but – Gosh, they played their hearts out. They had a heck All of a season. season. Had a great season, I think. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, you look at their yeah, number. No. I mean, Hannah James, yeah, Jenna Weber. The pitching staff alone had the season of a lifetime. They had games where the offense kind of left them at times, and uh, I'm sure that's something that they'll they'll get to work on. But uh, what a season! And Hannah makes uh, you know first team All Scholar and everything. So, and then of course uh, second team uh, All MVC, uh, former uh, McCracken County star. Lindsey Carroll, so big yeah. congratulations to her. You want to talk about somebody that's persevered. You know, she had major, major surgery midway through her career, came back, uh, and now is, you know, one of the top 25 players in the Missouri Valley Conference yeah, it was coming fun. out of Paducah, Kentucky. So fun I think to that's watch. pretty cool. I, I watched, uh, I think, every game of their tournament there. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. I'll tell you, very impressive how our teams have done, I thought, competing yeah. in the Missouri Valley. Yeah. Baseball, yeah. I mean, track, I mean, you know, across the board. I, and speaking of that, track just got – I believe second overall. Yeah, yeah second. second. And they did indoor and outdoor. Yeah. So uh, fantastic for them. Uh, baseball's been ultra competitive. Yes. Uh, halted Indiana State's uh, winning streak. I saw. I just. I have that. I'm glad you brought that up. So, per- perfect segue. So, uh, Twelve to five. By yeah, the way, yeah. in that game. Yeah. I I want to. I and this maybe is another really good point that we can kind of wrap up with. I. I know that the move to the Missouri Valley, Lindy, was men's basketball driven. But now you have Western Illinois pulling out of the Missouri Valley Football Conference, Murray State pulling in. You have to think that some of the schools maybe could read the tea leaves there, knowing that Western Illinois was probably going to go to the Ohio Valley Conference or elsewhere, and they needed another upstart program. And I don't mean that like that sounds. I know Murray State football has been around for you know, 65 years, but they knew they needed another program that was going to try and step in and get to the point of – of, of contributing to the Missouri Valley Football Conference. I know that North Dakota State, although from what I've heard, North Dakota State's administration at the football level has been nothing but kind to Murray State football and their, you know, the acquisition therein to the Missouri Valley Football Conference. But I'm just talking about, I know that men's basketball drove the move, but Lindy, you have all these other sports that are now getting involved, and, and you just brought it up. You, everybody is competing at a relatively successful 500 or better level uh in in this in the sports world there have been some i, I, I think some of these sports i think might play i may be silly probably overanalyzing but might be helpful for us being the most southern school yeah oh you're right yeah us in belmont kind of mm-hmm. down in the south being able to recruit the softball player you know baseball players from mm-hmm. this area and uh <clears throat> which they get to play year-round mm-hmm. pretty much I never thought about it that way, but you're right. I mean, you are gonna. You can tell players around here, hey, you're coming to the Missouri Valley. And I think football it'll help when you're recruiting against the Martins and Austin Peays right. and so forth. I think that helps when you can recruit with the Missouri Valley. And uh, you know, we've been competitive in the Missouri Valley football over the years when we were good. Maybe not with the Dakotas, but the Dakotas are kind of in their league of their own. They are. I mean, when you really think about it, Neil, especially from a better with Indiana State, Missouri State, and all those schools in the past. Yeah, Missouri State, uh, we've beaten them. Yeah, beaten Indiana State. State. So, uh, and SIU, I think, is something that you got to shoot for. And even in basketball, it's like I told Coach Prom. I said you're in Missouri Valley, but just forget about all the teams, but Belmont and SIU. 
as long as you're good enough to beat them, you're probably good enough to win the league. And that's been the case at Murray for every, every year. Yeah. Yeah. The, years, every, the years that we won the OVC and they were really good, who did we beat? That's a good point. We beat SIU and we beat Belmont. And not only that, but you beat them in different sports. Yeah. And so that's kind of – I never thought about it that you, way. That's kind of how I gauge how we're – you know. and, boy, we were right there on SIU this year in basketball. And yeah. I think that's why I went Twitter crazy for a week or two there <laughs> is because I think you got a little taste of how, oh, man – we might really win this thing. Yeah. And then you lose a couple of hard-fought games over some bad shots. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you just mm-hmm. kind of get And then you lost, lost and a couple, then and then a couple and stinkers. And then you yeah. just kind of go on our bad. But, you know, they fought back, and I thought they ended the season really good. And, you know, I, Drake, we gave them the best game in that tournament, mm-hmm. I thought. Didn't you, Neil? Yeah. I mean, I'm Very sure y'all tournament. have already talked about all that. Yeah. But no, I'm glad I you brought it up. No, I, no, I'm glad you're getting <laughs> this out because I'm glad you're bringing it up. It's your perspective – that's a great point about the fact, you know, because I, again, Neil and I try to focus a lot on men's basketball and women's basketball, but we do like to try and talk about some of the different sports and how they're wrapped around the athletic campus. I mean, look at the change that's fixing to come to, to, to baseball and softball and, and you know, and, and that they're, they're big addition. They, they've needed that, you know, in the, in the, that's going in Stewart Stadium, I believe. Mm-hmm. They've needed that change for quite some time. So we, we try to discuss other Murray State athletic programs and how they're wrapped around in the entire pie. And so to hear, if you do, if you go and look at the website and you go look at GoRacers.com, you you know, hell, go read, you know, Jeff Bidwell's new website and racerbasketball.com. Like, you take a look at the concept of the whole picture, and you do see these other programs. Maybe they did finish 500 or a little bit. You know, I'm, th- I'm thinking women's soccer in that regard. You know, you, they finished kind of right at 500 at conference play, but they were absolutely competitive in the top part of the league for, you know, the entire year. Volleyball, same way. Maybe the record wasn't what Schwepker wanted, but now he's been able to go out and recruit and get – Six one, six two, five eleven, five eight. You know, and and they were able to compete for most of the season. And so, like I said, it, 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 it you're you're right. It, it, in the spring part of the season, you saw men's basketball, women's basketball, men's golf, women's golf, track and field. Now baseball and softball have successful, or if not better than advertised seasons. And I'm and uh, Caetano just got uh, extended as well for mm-hmm. women's tennis. You know, they pushed. To the brink in the Missouri Valley football, or in football, <laughs> not football, tennis, uh, tennis tournament. So it's just, it's one of these things that you're exactly right. Like the the move to the Missouri Valley impacted all cards, and it was going to cost a lot more money for every program. But it seems that at least in this first year, everybody's kind of risen to the challenge. Yeah, we've been competitive, and you know, we've not been down at the bottom in any of them. And I think it's been a good experience. It has been. I think uh, I think we got a challenge ahead of us. There's no question about that. Especially men's basketball with the NIL playing as big a part as it is. There's going to be some challenges ahead. But I think the support's there, and I think we'll rise to the occasion. We always have. All right. Well, parting thoughts, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. I don't know of any uh, thoughts other than. Uh, May the, Card- may the horse be with you. Cardinals have turned it around. Yes. Uh, we'll lead in out on that side. <laughs> Thank goodness. My and goodness st- gracious. And yet we've turned it around and still are in last place. All right. Yeah, well, we just got to get it to five games. If we that, can just get it to five games, I'm out. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That'll right. get me motivated. <clears throat> well, I'm motivated, guys. I mean, I don't, I mean, we're not in last place at the moment, the Cincinnati Reds. I love how young we are. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to June 10th. I don't expect us to do well after the All-Star break. I, I expect us to continue to bring in the new guys and see what we've got. I, I don't necessarily think we'll even be buyers at the deadline. We might even be sellers. Uh, but I I love the young talent. Um, and I'll, I'll even say this. I, I, I'm glad you guys have turned it around. I, I, I don't hate the Cardinals as much as I hate the Yankees. And I wasn't going to say a thing because the Cardinals always go on a winning streak every year. It doesn't matter what year it is. It's just is it too little too late. And right now it's not too little too late. No, it isn't. It really isn't. There's a ton of baseball left. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm looking forward to June 10th, Neil. We'll see. Red, my Reds might lose like 10 yeah. to 1, you know. But I'm going to hopefully there's, – there's talk that Votto might be back before the All-Star break. But I, 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 don't, I don't know that. But I want to see India – Play well. He's been playing well. I want to see Senzel. Senzel has come back from DL. Played really well. Uh, I'd love to see Spencer Steer continue to win the third base job. And I love our pitching staff. And I know that that's the one thing that's been kind of plaguing the Cardinals to start the season. It wasn't offense. It was pitching. You were really lacking, you know, an ace in the hole. And uh, I say this, and Hunter Green hasn't even been the best pitcher for the Reds this year. It's been Graham Ashcraft. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it's all. So, it, As Dave Winder would say, uh, well, it'll be fun to see how it all shakes out. That is what he says. All right. <laughs> Neil, Lindy, thank you for hey, your time. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, and we'll get you again. Uh, it won't be a year. It'll be a little <laughs> shorter than that. So, thanks, guys.